rockoftalk.com. I'm Eddie Erg on the Rock of Talk. This is Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria giving it to you the straight scoop. Good interviews and a lot of insight, as always, from Mr. Candelaria as he embarks upon a discovery of local talents, area movers and shakers, and uh, other people here in this marketplace who are trying to make <laughs> Albuquerque and the State of New Mexico, a better place. Uh, we welcome Jeffrey in, as always, here into the Kiva. Jeffrey? Good afternoon, Eddie, and thank you again for another installation of uh, Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candler. And thank you again, Eddie Aragon, for all that you do to provide all of us here, the, uh, the local hosts, to provide our insights to really challenge our community, try to bring insight, enlightenment, and uh, hopefully try to bring, uh, bring some symbiotic relationships together as we uh, move forward this place called Albuquerque in the metro area. Again, Jeffrey Candelary, Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelary. I'd like to thank my sponsors, S3 Security, and they've got a security tip. Don't forget, the best security is you sitting in that chair before you open up your computer. Brought to you by S3 Security. It is you that needs to be your best firewall. Don't forget to, when you are on your computer, for example, because we've had all these uh, security breaches all over the place here, including here in Albuquerque with APS and the county, uh, to when you see a suspicious email, don't open it. You see an attachment, don't open it. Again, S3 Security, thank you for that tip of the week. Also, uh, thank Pavlos Panagopoulos for uh, being a sponsor as well. If you'd like to be a sponsor of Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria, email me at jeffrey.candy77 at gmail.com. With that, I've got a couple of guests. My first guest is, and this is a, a guest that will help uh, provide the support that Straight Talk uh, with uh, Jeffrey Candelaria provides along with the Rock of Talk. We want to bring goodwill and community service to our communities. And with that, we have some exciting news brought to you by Pizza Nine and Fundaxi. Fundaxi. With that, I'd like to welcome to Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria, Rebecca Chavez with Fundaxi. Welcome to Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria, Rebecca. Thank you, Jeffrey, so much. I appreciate you having us on. Yeah, so again, one of the things we try to do with Straight Talk is, again, challenge people, critical thinking, enlighten guests, but also when we can, you know, we want to build altruism and community goodwill, community service, and that's right in your wheelhouse, right, with Fundaxi. Yes, so Fundaxi is a fundraising platform that helps our community organizations, nonprofits, sports teams, schools raise funds towards their fundraising goals. We have 25 upcoming fundraisers across the state of New Mexico, and we just keep getting more. For example, we are hosting next week a fundraiser for the UNM Spirit Program on February 3rd at Tomato Cafe. Okay. And that's going to go towards their cheerleading and their dance program. And we also are supporting our Rio Rancho Community Foundation by hosting several fundraisers for them. We had one yesterday on January 27th. The next one will be on February 17th. And the participating restaurants for that is Slate Street Billiards, Pizza Nine in Rio Rancho, and Cactus Brewery in Bernalillo. Excellent. And again, for our listeners on Straight Talk, we all recognize when we want to put a fundraiser together, there's a lot of logistics, a lot of marketing. you got to get support. 
the right messaging and getting people to that particular place to raise funds for a, a beneficiary. But you at Fundaxi or your company actually organizes a lot of those logistical points. Is that part of what you all do there at Fundaxi? That is correct, Jeffrey. Fundaxi does create the flyer for these organizations. So we take that pressure away from them of having to come up with the flyer, put their logos on it. Fundaxi will do that for them. And then we give them the option to print as many flyers as they want. And we also give them the digital option to share on their social media so that they can reach more of their audience and the supporters and also bring in other community members to support their cause. What I also understand Fundaxi provides, again, Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelari, my guest is Rebecca Chavez, is Fundaxi, a local company here in Albuquerque, also has a number of host uh, properties, right, that you can identify. So let's say you have, you know, moms against drunk driving or, you know, mothers trying to raise $25,000 because unfortunately their child has tuberculosis or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Well, that mom and her family might want to have a fundraising effort like bake sales, things like that. But you actually have the infrastructure where you can say, hey, mom, here's one of our 79 restaurants that you can use as a host. Anybody who patronizes that restaurant on a given day, like you just mentioned with Slate, Straight, Slate Street and, uh, and uh, I forgot, I think you said, uh, what was the other? Cactus uh, Brewery. Cactus Brewery. You actually have these hosts that are willing and eager with alacrity to, to welcome fundraising activities. So it's not that you're just putting flyers together. You actually have a lot of the logistical points together like the host venues that'll that'll support fundraising efforts right yes that's true so we work with partners in albuquerque and across the state of new mexico that want to be that philanthropic business partner to give back to the community so we are in terms your matchmaker we're bringing your organization to that restaurant so that way you guys have the best experience and again it's an albuquerque based company it was invented here we help uh, or you all help create fundraising efforts and activities Uh, and again what is your contact information i want to make a couple of points but i want to interrupt the interview with with your contact of course people can reach me at rebecca r-e-b-e-c-c-a at fundaxi F-U-N-D-A-X-I dot com or give us a call at the office. It's 505-217-1970. Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. My next guest is going to be a young lady from uh, Mercedes uh, from uh, SBA, but we're going to delay that for a couple of more minutes because I want to conclude with what we're doing with Fundaxi, Goodwill, Supporting Community Altruism on Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. On the other side of that coin, beyond helping fundraise for people that are in distressed situations, for example, you also are promoting business, entrepreneurship, industry, because you've created something called Business Angels, right? So talk about how that relates to Fundaxi. Yes, so we have created our business, Fundaxi Business Angel segment. And these are top of the line industry leaders, businesses that can't host a fundraiser, but that still want to give back and support our community. So our supporters and our Fundaxers can use their services, such as a painter, we have five star painting on there. Um, And they will donate a minimum or a percentage of the service total back to the cause of that customer's choice. So with that, what we're going to start doing as well is we are hosting 
business-to-business networking events so that we can bring together our organizations with our business angels and with our partners so that everybody can meet. And we're going to be hosting those monthly. The first one is going to be on Wednesday, March 30th from 8 to 9.30 a.m. at the Revel Entertainment Center located at 4720 Alexander Boulevard Northeast, 87107 here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, if you guys are interested in joining, you want to learn some more information about Fundaxi for your organization, school, if you're interested as a business owner to become a business angel, or you have a restaurant and you want to partner with Fundaxi, I encourage you to come to this networking event, meet me, meet my local team, meet our community members, and let's all work together to help our community get to their fundraising goals. Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. My guest is Rebecca Travis with Albuquerque-based Fundaxi. And again, I'm going to be co-hosting the event, so I'm very honored to be there at that event. If you're a business person or if you are an organization, nonprofit, for example, that needs to raise funds, either or, please attend as our guest. It's going to be Wednesday, March 30th, 8, uh, 9.30 a.m. at uh, Revel Entertainment Burger. That's behind the Costco over there near Renaissance off of uh, I-25 and uh, the Montano area. Any last concluding points? Uh, thank you again for all that you're doing with Fundaxi, helping raise funds for you know our community, while at the same time supporting the business community through this thing called Business Angels. And I understand your events are going to be held monthly on an ongoing basis, right? Yes, they will. Very good. So I'll have you back on so you can continue to announce that. Again, your contact information, uh, Rebecca. It is Rebecca at Fundaxi.com, and the phone number is 505-217-1970. And I'll just conclude with asking our community supporters to get on the Fundaxi website, look under Support a Cause, and pick one of our fundraisers that's coming up to go and support one of your community organizations. Thank you so much, Jeffrey. Thank you again, Mercedes. Uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Rebecca, for supporting the community through Fundaxi, all the altruism and goodwill and uh, all that you do. And again, I do want to mention your boss, uh, Mr. Haas Aslami, mm-hmm. one of the one of the real un, kind of unrecognized people that really supports this community through Pizza Nine, through Fundaxi, through Revel Burger. I mean, you, you talk to him about supporting an organization mm-hmm. And I don't want to go on too long about this, but I'll just be very brief before I bring Mercedes on. When I worked at the Hispano Chamber of Commerce for 20 years, about 10 years ago, quick story, there was a, a, a Girl Scout event that we were hosting, you know, to support the Girl Scouts at the mm-hmm. chamber, right? So the lady that was organizing it said, hey, can you get us some pizzas? So I called Mr. Aslani just out of the blue. I didn't really know him that well, and he was a member. And I said, can you please give us five pizzas for this event? I was really, (laughs) you know, trying to be as humble as possible, which is very hard for me to do. He said, I'm going to give you 20 pizzas and I'm going to deliver them myself. That's the kind of guy that Fundaxi, uh, you know, that that invented Fundaxi. That's the kind of man and culture that he provides to uh, to these efforts. So yes, and that's, he's a wonderful guy. That's the same way our whole entire team is. We are local, we're here, we're available to help you. And those are the same types of morals and ethics we instill into Fundaxi. And we just want to make sure that we're here to help our community and our local businesses at the same time. Thank you again, Rebecca Chavez with Fundaxi. Uh, we're going to transition here. This is uh, live radio. And uh, with that, we're actually switching in studio here. Thank you again, Rebecca. My next guest 
is Mercedes Chavez, no relation to my previous guest, maybe uh, years ago, right? Uh, she is the Outreach and Marketing Specialist for SBA Small Business Administration, and the Small Business Administration uh, Regional Director is a good friend of mine, John Garcia. He was actually, Mercedes, I don't know if you know this, he was my first boss out of college when he was running the Hispano Chamber of Commerce a long, long time ago. So you work for a great guy. So welcome to Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria Mercedes uh, Chavez. Thank you so much for having me today. Um, it's an honor to be here. Sure. And I know uh, John's actually meeting with the uh, a national SBA director, I think, who's in Albuquerque, I understand. Is that right? Uh, somebody pretty important from your world is visiting, I think, our community. Is that right? Um, that's in the works. It's going to okay. happen. Um, we're not sure when that's going to happen, but yes. Excellent. Yes. Okay, Mercedes. So as an outreach marketing specialist for SBA, let's talk a little bit about what your job is. And we'll talk a little bit about the mission of SBA because I think a lot of our listeners on Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candler know a little bit about the Small Business Administration, but maybe not some of the inner working. So what is your job, first of all, Mercedes? Well, first of all, I am an outreach and marketing specialist with the New Mexico District Office. Um, my job is to help um, um, uh, mentor and counsel business owners to help guide them to um, get the tools and the resources that they need to um, to successfully be good entrepreneurs. Okay. And um, I also work with our resource partners to make sure that they, they are in compliance. Um, and we work together to help the business community. Yeah. And you've been with the SBA for pretty a recent amount of time, a couple of years, right? Yes. Okay. That's correct. And then your your primary responsibility is again to provide outreach and training and business development assistance. So as we move through this interview, obviously when you started this thing called what I call the Chinese virus started. So that really interrupted, I imagine, a lot of the programming and everything like that. So here you are, you just got this great opportunity and then, you know, COVID kind of hits. What were some of the things that your clients during that first period of time, because it started, what, March of 2020, correct? This this thing called the virus? Correct. And you're starting there, what, three months later? I mean, what what kind of, you know, here you are creating your momentum as a new person there, and then the virus, you know, hits. Uh, what was it like during those first four months as an SBA outreach person and experiencing all your clients being disrupted with their with their livelihoods? Well, when I came into the SBA, um, and it's funny because you asked that because when I, I remember interviewing for my position and asking if there was a telework option and um, Ivan, our deputy district director, says, no, we don't telework here because we interact with the community and yeah. your position is your outreach, so you're going to be out in the field. And so my first day of work, I come into work and there's no staff. And so he says, well, we're all on telework because of the pandemic. And so it, it just, it was just interesting because I had to learn how to outreach to business owners um, via teams meetings. Um, but we, we acclimated to the, our environment and we're still learning and we're still trying to adapt to the, to the way things are. And um, as time goes on, we don't know when this pandemic is going to end because, I mean, we just don't know. And yeah. so, so this, this may be the new normal. Now we, yeah. we do a lot of events through uh, teams meetings. We do a lot of zoom meetings, but we're, we're getting out there and we're reaching people. We just did a, um, not too long ago, we did a webinar that, um, was trilingual. It was in Vietnamese, Chinese, and Mandarin. 
um, and that was very successful for us. Um, we also have connected with um, other re um, district offices nationwide to bring outreach to our Spanish community, and that webinar was um, in all Spanish. There was it was just a, f uh, a Spanish webinar, and so we're we're continuing to just um, learn as we go, and yeah. and so it's it's been challenging, but you know with the challenges come bring new opportunities, and so we're. My guest is Mercedes Travis. She's the Outreach and Marketing Specialist for the U.S. Small Business Administration. And they're located, I think, your downtown area, right? Uh, your offices are on 5th. Is that down there? Yes, we're on, we're on the corner of 5th and Gold in the Gen yeah. Dennis Travis Federal Building. Yeah. And again, I wanted to make that point, Mercedes, about you having to adopt and adapt, rather, and acclimate. Because businesses have had to do the same thing, right? I mean, they were operating... You know, just as they were operating, whether they were selling, you know, hot dogs on the street or whether it was a service business or a high tech business. And then this thing, what I call the Chinese virus, it and businesses had to really adapt and, you know, figure out new ways to conduct business, just like you as a new employee did. So Correct. you really feel the empathy for some of those businesses, right? Right, we do. Um, and as I, like I currently, uh, like I recently said, we are currently in a telework environment and we have had to, uh, to adapt our way of, of outreach. Uh, COVID did present challenges, um, but it also presented a lot of new opportunities. So we've been taking advantage of being in that telework environment. We've been utilizing social media to reach more people. Uh, we do seminars, like I said, through Teams. We did the trilingual seminar. Um, we have also um, done a webinar with the Native American uh, businesses. And on that call, we had 3,000 Native American businesses that attended. Wow. Um, yeah, it's, it's impressive um, how many people we're reaching through, um, through social media and through, through technology. And we're working on an event um, with the VA in April that will also be um, through a webinar, a virtual webinar. So we're learning how to, to outreach, and now Administrator Guzman is pushing for more outreach in rural communities. So we see a lot of new programs coming down the pipeline that will help us with technical counseling, contracting opportunities, and access to capital at a greater pace. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about some of those specific programs here in a minute or a little later in the program. But I want to come back to, because I always try to provide some context on the show and, you know, a little bit of background, a little bit about the actual person that works in, in these kind of environments called SBA. And let's talk a little bit now about, so we don't have any of our listeners assume they know what SBA is when maybe they have a, a grasp of it generically. The SBA, its primary focus and mission is to support business, but you also provide access to funding, even though you're not a bank yourself. Talk a little bit about the essence of SBA itself. What is its primary focus? What are some of its, uh, you know, pillars of practical uh, application when it comes to supporting business? Okay. Um, well, for those those people who don't know who or what SBA does, um, well, we were created in 1953. We are a federal agency dedicated to helping small business owners and entrepreneurs pursue the American dream. Uh, the SBA is the only cabinet level federal agency fully dedicated to helping small businesses. The SBA focuses on what we call our three C's, counseling, capital, and contracting expertise. The SBA is the nation's only go-to resource um, and voice for small businesses. And the SBA works very closely with our resource partners 
uh, to deliver the three C's to small businesses throughout New Mexico. So they are a huge part of what we do for small businesses, and the SBA is so grateful for our, our resource partners and our Strategic Alliance Memorandum partners as well. Thanks again for tuning in to uh, Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. We're with you every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. If you'd like to sponsor my show, uh, get a hold of me through Jeffrey. My email, jeffrey.candy77 at gmail.com. My guest, Mercedes Chavez, she's the outreach and marketing specialist for the SBA. How does the SBA, because I think a lot of our listeners, including myself, have a sense of what a small business is, right? How does the SBA, the Small Business Administration, uh, establish criteria to define what a small business is? Well, the SBA Office of Advocacy generally defines a small business as an independent business having fewer than 500 employees. Okay, so, I mean, by some of our standards here in New Mexico, a company with 300 employees, that's a big business. But according to SBA, it can still fall under the auspices of a small business then. Correct. So it's not based on revenue, it's based on employees? Yes, that's correct. Okay. That is correct. And then, so, but I'm sure you see, as someone who does a lot of outreach and you're actually in business environments and communities you're seeing a lot of small businesses with maybe four employees up to companies with hundreds of employees right so you've Correct. got programming and support and uh expertise uh, to assist anybody along that that spectrum of small business then, right? Right, that's correct. And that's where I'll bring in our resource partners. They are a wonderful partner to us. They help us tremendously um, counsel and educate our small business owners to get what it is that they need. So a resource partner that you work with at SBA, that's somebody that you've outreached to that says, hey, you've got expertise in a particular area. You've got a particular acumen. Will you help us be one of our like in a sense mentors partners that is that how that works so the resource partners are they part of sba are they paid by sba or are they volunteers or how does that resource partnership work okay um our resource partners are um funded in part by the sba okay um and they are located in institutions of higher learning and uh we have um some of our well for, we have four resource partners within our network and the first one would be our small business development center um, we have 18 centers across the state, including our lead center that's located in Santa Fe. Um, so wherever you are in the state, there's help for you. Um, we have centers in in Las Cruces, in Gallup, in Farmington. And, I mean, we have centers throughout the state. We have 18 centers statewide. Um, and the Small Business Development Center counsels and helps entrepreneurs to realize their dream or business ownership and then remain competitive in an ever-changing global economy. Uh, you can receive free counseling, low-cost trainings, marketing, such as marketing. Um, they have techno technology development. And then we have our SCORE. We have three SCORE chapters, one in Las Cruces, one in Santa Fe, and one in Albuquerque. And there are 110 uh, volunteers within SCORE. And SCORE, as I remember, is an acronym for, like, retired entrepreneurs, right? Essentially, SCORE is an, acum an, an, uh, an acronym, but... Correct me if I'm wrong, because I remember I used to work with SCORE a little bit. These are people that have had 30, 40, sometimes 50 years of experience in a particular industry, and now they're volunteering to share their experience with people who might want to be part of that particular industry. Is that how that functions? Yes, that is correct. Um, our SCORE volunteers were in business. Um, some of them are still in business, um, but yes, they, they partner with our 
um, business owners and they mentor them. So for instance, if you owned a bakery um, and there's a SCORE volunteer that owned a bakery, we're gonna, they're gonna partner you with somebody that owned a bakery and they're gonna guide you through the process and help you out um, with what you're needing. So um, when somebody calls and says, hey, I want a mentor, that's how you're gonna be um, paired up with somebody who is close to the industry that you, you work in and that you're wanting the, the help for. Yeah. yeah. Again, uh, Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. Thank you for tuning in every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. My guest is Mercedes Chavez, Outreach and Marketing Specialist with SBA. And again, just to remind our listeners, when somebody operates a business, I mean, it's a, it can be a very complicated, well, it is, it's a very complicated series of dynamics that amalgamates, especially if you want to be successful. You've got to start the business. You've got to create you know, all the, the documentation, whether you're going to be an LLC or you're going to be a corporation or whatever, uh, then you've got to position yourself in the marketplace. Am I going to be a taco shop that just serves exclusively tacos? What are my hours of operation? How am I going to, how am I going to price myself correctly? Where am I going to be located? What is my competition? Then you've got to have, you know, the HR issues, you know, who do I staff? Understanding all the, the nuances all the repercussions of just hiring, firing people, that's extraordinarily complicated. Then you've got financing my company initially. Then you've got sustaining my company after I capitalize it and then operating it. You know, what's the functionality? How do uh, people, you know, keep themselves sanitized? How, what are the ingredients for my talk? Whatever. I mean, it's a very complicated enterprise called owning a business. And you all have all these experts, including yourself, that can dissect any of those and help re, uh, reassemble all that in a package called a small business. Correct. That's correct. <laughs> Is that, okay. Yes, that's correct. Right. So any of those particular areas, though, let's talk about finance, because I think I, I mentioned seven points in terms of the amalgamation of a business. Okay. SBA is actually not a bank, but you also at the same time can facilitate and identify funding and, and almost act as a intermediary between the person gaining the finance, the small business, and ultimately the source of the financing, right? Because SBA is not a bank, right? That is correct. SBA is not a lender. Um, the SBA helps small businesses obtain funding through different types of loans. We back traditional loans made by banks and make direct loans for disaster recovery. Um, SBA also offers uh, specialized COVID-19 relief programs, what we did, but they ended in in. December 31st of 2021. Uh, for small businesses that need funding, SBA works with lenders to provide loans to um, provide traditional loans. We do not lend money directly to small business owners unless the business is located in a declared disaster area. Instead, we set guidelines for loans made by our partnering lenders, community development organizations, and micro lending institutions. SBA reduces risk for lenders, which makes it easier for small businesses to get loans. Yeah. So we are not a we are not a bank. Right. But SBA again, my guest, Mercedes Chavez from SBA Outreach Marketing Specialist. I'm Jeffrey Candelari. Straight talk with Jeffrey Candelari. What you do do, as I recall, is the SBA, for example, in the Albuquerque, New Mexico area, will identify certain financial institutions and say, hey, do, will, you, will you support us? Will you partner with us? So you might identify if there's 20 banks in a region, you might partner with 12 of those banks and give that person an option as to one of those 12 banks to bank with. But you set the guidelines. And doesn't SBA through the federal government, actually our tax dollars, don't you actually also guarantee that loan? as well we do yeah we guarantee so we, so yes. that's an important point because 
while you're not a bank, if a small business garners a $250,000 loan to start or expand their business, once that business meets your guidelines and the bank's guidelines, both, it's important to know you do guarantee the loan. So that's a nice, you know, almost an insurance policy in terms of access to capital that the SBA does provide. Yes, it is. And we have in our office, we have our lender relations specialist, Shally Brown. She is very knowledgeable about all the loan products. And so she's our, our go-to person when anybody calls and has um, difficult questions about the uh, yeah. loan products. And she, she um, I can give you her information as well. And yeah, I think I'd like to maybe even have her on the show at some point because I'm always interested in finance. But getting back to that particular benefit or, or service SBA offers, the loans that people garner through SBA because they're specific to creating, you know, uh, assiduous entrepreneurship, creating wealth, capitalism, right? That's business, right? Are your loans, generally speaking, a little lower in interest rates than somebody off the street trying to get that same loan for their small business? Are they pretty competitive? Um, yes, they're they're pretty competitive. Competitive, I'm sorry. And uh, some of our loan products that we do offer would be our 7A loan. And well, we have three loan products that are part of our traditional lending, and that's the 7A, the 504, and the SBA microloan program. Our 7A can be used for almost any purpose, including buying real estate, equipment, inventory, or purchasing a small business. Um, it, the 7A is SBA's most common loan pro- program. Um, it includes financial help for small businesses with special requirements. This is the best option when real estate is part of a business purchase. It can also be used for short or long-term working capital, refinancing current business debt, purchasing furniture, fixtures, supplies, buying uh, real estate, and purchasing a small business. Um, The maximum loan amount for a 7A loan is $5 million. Um, Key eligibility factors are based on what the business does to receive its income its credit history, and where the business operates. Then we have um, a 504. The 504 program provides long-term fixed-rate financing for up to $5 million for major um, fixed assets to promote business growth and job creation. The 504 loans are available through certified development companies, which we call CDCs, and SBA's community-based partners who regulate nonprofit or promote economic development within the communities. And CDCs are certified and regulated regulated by the SBA. And for 504 loans, you can use those for, for um, competitive fixed-rate mortgage financing to purchase land, um, for heavy equipment or real estate, um, for real estate for business that do not qualify for our traditional, which is the 7A of the micro um, microloan program. And microloans are usually the smaller loans, right? Uh, as I recall, and, and he, correct me if I'm wrong, sometimes your microloan uh, partners, again, you're not a bank, but if somebody just needs, and I don't mean just to diminish the amount I'm about to articulate, but if somebody just needs 20000 or 10000 that might be considered a microloan. And correct me if I'm wrong, some of the microloan partners with SBA sometimes will take some exotic collateral where a traditional bank may not, right? That's one of the reasons microloans tend to be uh, pretty fluid, I guess. Yes. Because sometimes a traditional bank will say, well, I'm not going to loan you $10,000 unless you have, you know, an equal amount of equity somewhere else. Whereas a microloan company might take, you know, equipment or, you know, amortize a car or something. So they tend to have a little bit more of an appetite for loaning, right? Isn't that, is that a fair... 
Yes, assessment. That, that's correct. Yeah. Um, our maybe, mark- maybe I can work for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Straight talk with Jeffrey uh, yeah. Candelaria, Mercedes yeah. Travis, outreach yeah. marketing specialist for SBA. And then you had another uh, another uh, instrument, financial instrument. Is that right? That's correct. Um, yeah, our, our microloan program. And as we just talked, this is this one. This um, loan product is great for startups and launching and growing and repairing your credit. Um, the microloans start at 500 and go to 50,000 plus free business counseling. And microloans can be used for a variety of purposes that help small businesses expand. They can be used when businesses need less than $50,000 to rebuild, reopen, repair, enhance, or just improve your small business. Um, and so, one thing to point out about microloan is that is that the proceeds from an SBA loan um, cannot be used to pay existing debt or purchase real estate like the two other products that I had just mentioned. Okay. Um, so that's the difference. But we also have one of our resource partners, our Women's Small Business Center, or West. They are a micro lender. So yeah, West is over on Law, uh, Broadway and uh, Lomas. Right? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so they're also a micro loaner, and I, they also again one of your partners, West, at run by Agnes Union. She also has programs specific to support women in business issues, right? Yes. Because women have certain issues that maybe men don't. For example, sometimes women, single moms, maybe have two or three kids. So they have those kinds of issues to kind of, you know, circumvent and and, and obstacles that that are specific to women. So that's really interesting. The gender, you know, men have certain business issues inherent to being men, women as well. But SBA, with all your partners – can help anybody navigate through any of those issues if they're serious about starting or even expanding a small business. Yes, that's correct. Um, our, our Women Business Center does, um, they do help women um, entrepreneurs. However, ev- they'll help everyone and, and everyone. And I know um, West is what we, what we refer to them as West. They're, they're um, also looking to do a lot of Spanish outreach as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're partnering with them to do Spanish outreach. But yes, they do have a services for women and men. Um, we also have our Veteran Business Outreach Center, our VBOC, and they um, offer services to veterans and veteran spouses. Yeah. And, and so we have, they have two programs that um, our deputy district director participates in, in doing presentations. It's the Boots to Business and the Reboot. Yeah, um, and that's for um, military um, people coming in and out of the, yeah. the military. Wanting and one to of start the things I've learned about working with uh, federal institutions, respectfully, is all the acronyms you all deal with. Yeah. Like yeah. West is Women's Entrepreneur Sustenance Team, something yes. like that. <laughs> See, I remember yeah. all this from way back <laughs> in the day. But you know, you mentioned something again. My guest on Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria is Mercedes. Mercedes Chavez, <laughs> not Mercedes. Mercedes Chavez, <laughs> outreach and market. Did, did I did I do justice to your name? Yeah, Mercedes. You did. Mercedes, yes. <laughs> uh, marketing specialist with SB. You mentioned this uh, the uh, the veterans because you have a particular series of support mechanisms for veterans. And you know, I think it's important that we emphasize Mercedes that veterans are uniquely qualified to be good business people, generally because they understand the principles of discipline. Yes. Would you agree with that? And running a business, particularly if it's going to be an operation, intense business, discipline with operations and understanding standards of excellence and and all of that are particularly meaningful if you want consistency with your business. And correct me if I'm wrong, but veterans tend to understand uh, the principles of discipline. You're correct. You're absolutely correct on that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And again, you do have the VBOC program, which is geared toward veterans and uh, and special programs for those folks. Now, obviously, 
SBA, we're talking a little bit about the financial assistance that you help uh, that ameliorates small businesses. You also help businesses that are expanding, right? So uh, is that correct? So not just startup small businesses, but let's say I have you know, three businesses that are successful, but I want to expand to another four or five of those operations. You also help with expansion as well? We do. We do help. Um, again, and that's where we bring in our resource partners, our wonderful resource partners, because yeah. they um, help these businesses with all the counseling and the the hiring new employees and all that. Um, they, they understanding have, franchise, yes, franchising. Exactly, yes. Because yeah, yes. franchising is a really interesting way of expanding business. And uh, I, I've, ta- I've had a franchise expert on my show. Maybe that person could be of support to you all. But anyway, again, my guest, Mercedes Travis, Outreach Marketing Specialist, SBA, Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. I'd like to thank my sponsors, Pavlos Panagopoulos with Cetera. also like to thank S3 Security. Thank you, Ben, for being a sponsor. Uh, don't forget our first uh, Fundaxi Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria event is going to be Wednesday, March 30th from 8 to 9.30 if you're a business person. Please attend. You should attend, Mercedes. It's going to be at Revel over uh, the Revel Entertainment uh, Center on uh, off of Renaissance. So getting back to SBA and its economic access to capital component, obviously during, during what I call the Chinese virus, which hit us in March, hit the globe actually in March uh, 2020, you at SBA or your, your organization supplied a great deal of economic aid, right? Across the country, we're, uh, how many billions of dollars was it? And it, it concluded. So talk a little bit of all the economic aid that SBA provided thousands of businesses across the country. Um, yes, we did provide a lot of COVID economic aid. Uh, we had our IDLE program that just recently, that was the last one to close. It closed December 31st. And the SBA has overseen a distribution of nearly $314 billion, not million, billion dollars to the IDLE program. $307 billion went to IDLE loans. And $6.5 billion went to targeted, targeted and supplemental advanced programs combined. Um, and it helped over 3.8 million businesses um, employing more than 20 million people. Wow. Yeah, Over so. 3 million businesses received some kind of aid through SBA. Wow. Yeah, and that's just for the IDLE loan. That is just. And IDLE, again, is a, another acronym. Yes, it's it uh, Economic Injury Disaster Loan. Okay. Yeah. Um, so IDLE, the IDLE program was a huge lifesaver for many businesses. But it wasn't just IDLE that helped um, the business owners. It was the PPP loans. The PPP um, loans um, distributed $1 trillion. And the Triple P loan, another acronym for PPP. Payment Protection Program. Payment Protection. Yes. Were those businesses, because just to remind our listeners, a lot of business industries were shut down, right? That's correct. Or precluded from operating. So those businesses that had that income going on, you know, on a steady pace for years and years and years, suddenly no income. And remember all the staff people working in there as well, their incomes were completely, you know, eliminated. So some of this money helped. Uh, you know, address those industries that were shut down, right? Yes, that's correct. So um, New Mexico has 158,000 small businesses just here in New Mexico. How many again? 158,000. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's it's um, a lot. And it employs, those businesses employ 343,000 um, small business employees. Um, 
during this whole pandemic, New Mexico small businesses, the, the 5,800 businesses closed as a result of COVID. Um, but like I was saying, new opportunities presented themselves for 5,200 of employees that started their business during the pandemic. So, so I, I want you to, to revisit that point. It's important, uh, very important. Again, my guest from SBA, Mercedes Chavez, Outreach Marketing Specialist, SBA. Thank you, John Garcia, for having uh, Mercedes here in studio with me, Jeffrey Candelaria, Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. How many businesses closed during the Chinese virus thus far, did you say? F- um, 5,800 businesses closed in during New the Mexico pandemic. Alone. In New Mexico alone. So nearly 6,000 businesses were, were, were shut down permanently. But you also said on the other side of that coin, how many businesses were initiated? 5,200. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah so so. Just, a, just a little bit of a net loss. But that's amazing. So do you know, uh, whether you know specifically or maybe anecdotally, of the 5,200 businesses that were initiated, have been initiated, what are most of those businesses? Are they service? Are they manufacturing? Do you know, by um, chance? It's a variety of different businesses. For more information on the business, we do. You can go to our website, sba.gov, <laughs> and all the data is there. That was, it, it's, that was good. Well, you just... Yeah. Yeah. Point up to that number. Yeah. So, by the way, what is your contact information at SBA? Um, you can reach our district office. Um, our main number is area code 505-248-8225 is our main phone number. Okay. Um, somebody, usually nobody answers that call. I mean, that phone. Um, but if you leave a message, we monitor it. We, we are called back within 24 hours, so you will get a call back. Um, you can also... Um, contact any of us if you're wanting to find out about um, lending you can reach out to our lender relations specialist Shelly Brown her phone number is 505-248-8225 or you can I mean our district director John Garcia he's he's a good one to contact his number is 505-248-8238 our deputy district director Ivan Corrales his number is area code 505-248-8238 8227. You can contact me if you have questions. Um, if I can't help you, I'll find somebody who can. My number is area code 505-248-8234. Um, any of us can help you. Um, and if we can't answer your questions, we will find somebody who can. Yeah. So I want to continue the interview. We've probably got about 15 minutes or so. And uh, I always like to ask this question. So your background was what? And then you came into SBA and what was the most surprising thing that you've learned about helping businesses in New Mexico? What's been most, you know, interesting for you that maybe you didn't think would would be a reality, but is, uh, you know, coming in because you've been doing this for a couple of years now. I'm so you're still relatively new. You have a great deal of acumen, of course. But what surprised you the most about New Mexico businesses that you thought you thought you knew and maybe you've you've realized? Well, um, prior to me coming into the SBA, um, I'm not new to the government. I, um, coming into the SBA, I had 17 years of federal experience. Mm, Um, so I've worked with a couple other federal agencies. I started out with the, the federal judiciary. Um, so I had experience with customer service. So I was used to reaching out to the, um, people in the community and, and being a public servant. Um, and so when I came to the SBA, I was, I was very surprised how, 
hard these business um, owners work to try to get their business successful. Um, but like most people don't really know what the SBA is. And so when I came into the SBA, I learned I never knew the SBA is how important they are, yeah. um, how they like, for example, I had a friend who she one day she just showed on social media that she had a salsa. She came up with the salsa and it got she got a patent on it and she um, it's in the stores. And, and I was like, I, I always wondered, like, how did she go from what steps did she take to get there? Mm-hmm. Um, and coming to SBA now, it makes sense to me. Yeah, she she worked with the SBA. They they partnered her with this resource partner and then it went from there. So coming into the SBI, I've just like yeah. these business owners, they they really do work hard to get their business. You know, that's be. a really good point. Again, Mercedes Travis, SBA, Jeffrey Candelaria. So I know something of marketing. I used to work at the chamber. People would come up to me all the time. Oh, I've got the best enchiladas in the world. Well, nobody cares. It's where do you position your product, in this case, the salsa? Where is it literally accessible? Is it accessible to the right market? Is it priced competitively? Do you have a patent on the ingredients? How are you continually marketing it? How are you monitoring people that are t- using and consuming your product? How are you trying to maybe complement your product with other opportunities uh, for culinary experience? So it's, it's not just about having the best you know, product. It's right. understanding how you position that product, price it, market it, monitor it in this thing called, you know, the marketplace, to your right. point. And SBA also has resources to help with all those questions. Right. That's correct. And again, our resource partners, they are huge. They they have, so there's a, a another a restaurant that here in um, Albuquerque who they have a, a, a Lay's chip that they came out with, the Chili Reano Lay's chip, and they were guided by the SBDC yeah. every step of the way. And so it was the SBDC's guidance that helped make that um, the discovery of the Lay a success. And yeah. so our resource partners, they're, they're really important to us. Yeah, I remember back in the day when I was doing marketing directly, there's a local company that was selling hamburgers. The issue they were having is you think about the drive up and you put a green chili cheeseburger, it's relatively warm, mm-hmm. into one of their bags, BAGS. The bags were compromising because the glue in the bag wasn't uh, adhering enough. It didn't have the right, uh, you know, chemical makeup. The point is they went to SBA, who then advised them to go to a counselor or whatever. I'll, I'll never forget this story because they were losing money because people didn't want to buy the hamburgers because the hamburgers were falling out of the bags. <laughs> Such a simple thing, right, Mercedes? Right. But how important is packaging to your business? Yet that company ultimately was able to solve that problem through some direction from SBA to work with you know, another one of those partners. I'll never forget that story. So something as simple as the packaging can ruin and ultimately, you know, just completely uh, destroy a business if it's not handled. Right, right. And and you get all that training through our resource partners. And, and so that's why they're they're yeah. um, a good a good to- tool to have under your belt. So all that money that was provided through uh, SBA's assistance, uh, all these, the PPP loans and the idle grants and all that, some of those loans, by the way, are loans, but some of those were monies that businesses did not have to repay. 
right? Depending on the situation. Is yeah, that correct? That's correct. Um, so we had we had the loans and then we also have the grants. Um, the, P, the SBA is still providing relief through the 2000s of the PPP recipients through our direct forgiveness portal. So that's forgiveness is still happening. So, so. when we hear the word forgiveness, listeners, straight talk or driver again, learn, forgiveness and grant go together. If you have a grant, it's generally forgiven if you but you still have to meet certain guidelines, right? Yeah, it just depends. For this specific, the PPP for um, specifically, um, if your loan was one hundred and fifty, one hundred and fifty thousand or less, it, it, you have an opportunity to get it um, forgiven. Of course, you have to meet certain guidelines. Yeah, um, and if not, it turns into a loan. But yeah, because you needed to use it for your business, operating right. your business payroll. It, you, it couldn't be, you know, hey, I want to buy a new rolex watch or something yes that's correct there's there's <laughs> rules that apply to yeah. to um but you have to be real careful when you say grants but you're right um absolutely so, but yeah. again most of those grants when legitimately secured by a small business in distress once they met those guidelines those grants were and are being forgiven that's correct. so now that a lot of that money is being you know it's eliminated exhausted if you will what are you seeing businesses say to you now? What are they saying now that those, you know, those monies aren't aren't really available anymore because you know we've exhausted the, uh, they've sunsetted, if you will. Um, What's well, some of the feedback you're hearing? Well, we have we still have our traditional loans, so those are still an option. Those yeah. aren't going to go away, and we still have um, those as an option, um, and and we're still. Trying to, we're learning from our business owners, and they're learning from us. But we're still trying to, to help them to get what they need. And I know that our administrator, she's pushing hard to get more um, um, aid for these small business, these small businesses. And and then another area that you all uh, have an expertise in and a great deal of resource is the area of contracting. And again, I don't know that the average listener is aware. But, for example, we've got Sandia Labs, you've got uh, the Department of Energy, you've got whatever. A lot of these large, enormous, almost immense institutions have to buy stuff, right? They have to buy light bulbs, they have to buy carpet, they got to buy service, whatever it might be. Many times you partner with them and you have procurement contracting opportunities for certain businesses who provide those services or products, right? So talk a little bit about the extraordinarily me- meaningful thing called contracting and how SBA ameliorates and facilitates that. Yeah, contracting is pretty important. Um, the federal government is the world's largest customer, so who wouldn't want to be part of that? Um, so Josh Bach, our business opportunity specialist, works to assist a lot of businesses to help find federal contracts. Uh, last year, even through COVID, $129 billion nationally went out in the form of contracts, and these contracts go out to women-owned so, businesses. So, so how much did you say? $129 billion. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, in the form of a contract. And these contracts go out to women, women-owned businesses, veterans, minor, minority-owned business companies. And so we, we help them try to um, identify those contracts and guide them. And um, the SBA works with federal agencies to award at least 23% of all prime government contracting dollars each year to small businesses that are certified with the SBA's contracting programs. And some of these programs include our 8A um, business development program, historically underutilized business zones, which we call hub zone program, um, our women-owned uh, small business, which we, uh, and our acronym for it, would you say, is the WASB. 
program. Wow, another acronym. Yes. A- acronym, excuse me. Yeah, lots like, of acronyms Like here. being in the military. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Um, we also have a service-disabled veteran-owned um, program, which okay. also is part of that, the contracting. And federal contracting can represent a very profitable market of your business. Um, it can also be extremely complex to get started and thrive. And the SBA can help you determine if your business is ready for federal contracting by assessing your marketability, uh, structure and experience, systems and capacity, and ability to find contracts. Um, and like I said, Josh Baca, um, he works closely, and he also, Rachel Padilla also, she's, um, yeah. she's also, she works in the, the contracting part. She is our business development specialist, and her and Josh work together to help identify those contracts. Mercedes Chavez, the outreach marketing specialist for SBA and business is extremely important to us here at the Rock of Talk. Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. So that's why I tend to stress uh, opportunities to grow your business, start your business, expand your business. Getting back to this contract, though, I know that the application process can sometimes be extremely intimidating for a small business that maybe doesn't understand, you know, some of those nuances. Just the application process, you also have people that are in your world that can help walk folks through the application process, right? Which can be pretty intimidating. Right, and that that's, um, Josh Bach is your go-to person. Yeah. He and Rachel, um, they, they work closely with the... And you mentioned uh, Hub Zones, that's another another acronym, but it's, mm-hmm. it's also, if a business happens to be located in a particular zip code, and a lot of folks don't recognize this, like I, I remember the Hispano Chamber was, and still is located in, in at that time, a Hub Zone, on Borellas, right? right. Uh, southern part of Borellas. So it qualified even the property for certain benefits, if you will. I think some of the tax attenuation, uh, you know, certain loans to buy the land as long as it was for an, you know, an entrepreneurial experience. So even depending on where you're located, whoever you is, if you want to start a business, you should consult the SBA because that zip code might qualify you for not just contracts, but sometimes you could even get, you know, some tax attenuation and and things like that. Is that is that fair? That's that's correct. Um, and a lot of times, you sure, people- I shouldn't be working with you guys. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just <Yeah>. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. but location in your business is extremely meaningful. Not only just are you a, a, a woman-owned business or are you a minority business, but location. That's correct. That's correct. Um, and a lot of times people aren't sure, am I in a hub zone? Am I in a low income area? Um, and SBA does have a tool on our website. Um, that if you go to sba.gov and go to contracting, it's there's a mapping tool on there that will tell you. And it's 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 an amazing tool because you, you just go into the, um, you just click on the link and then you'll put in your address and it will tell you. It'll, it'll tell you if you are in a loan coming, if you qualify. It's for, pretty immediate. Yeah, I remember I've done that because I have a small business and, and I use that tool. And this by, by virtue of your zip code, a lot of times it'll tell you if you qualify for whatever it may be you qualify for. It can be pretty advantageous to you, especially if you are currently in business or you're starting a business where you're located. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot. Our, our, um, website is is a wealth of, wealth of knowledge there's so much stuff on there that uh, from contracting to lending products to we also have um, something on there called lender match um, and that that's for people who say hey I want to get a 7a loan um, I don't know where to go I don't know if my bank um, 
will finance me? How do I get an SBA loan? So if you go to that lender match tool on our website under the loans or SBA funding, um, what it is is it's it's pretty simple. You just um, get on the site and you'll enter your information. It'll ask you a few questions. What are your needs? Um, and then it will it will match you with banks that will um, help you with what you're needing. Um, now, does that mean you're gonna you're guaranteed a loan? No, it doesn't. Um, but it does guide you and it does give you um, some information on who you may be able to work with. Yeah, I think the thrust of this uh, this interview today with you is for our listeners the really just the number of resources that maybe folks weren't aware of that you provide at SBA. Or even if you don't directly provide those resources, you know folks that do provide maybe that resource. And that's, mm-hmm. that's very encouraging. I very positive for our listeners who are thinking of expanding their business or starting a business that this thing called SBA with actual live people who live here, right? Right. And have had equity in our community and care are here with us. So with that, what is your contact information again? Um, our main number to our office is area code 505-248-8225. You can reach us um, also by getting on our website at z- uh, www.sba.gov forward slash um, New Mexico. And like I said, just leave a voicemail. Somebody will call you back. Um, if if you need to speak to somebody, whether it's... Um, in finance or, or me, the outreach and marketing or even um, contracting somebody, we will direct you to that person and you will get a call back within 24 hours. That's so. incredible. So we got about two minutes yeah. left. Mercedes, is there anything we didn't talk about that you want to touch on? Obviously, your contact information one last time, but is there something we didn't talk about that you want to emphasize and stress? Well, I just want to emphasize how um, we are here to help. Um, if you want to start a business, if you are in business and you just want to grow, reach out to us. We're here. Um, right now we are currently in a telework environment um, and and hopefully soon that will change. We don't know. Um, but you can just read, call us at the phone number 505-248-8225 and we will help you. Um, also, I like to invite everyone to join, um, register for our updates, our SBA updates. Um, the it's you can sign up for our updates at sba.gov forward slash updates and the reason that I, I mentioned this is because we send out a lot of it's, it's an email blast that we send out and currently we have over 22,000 people who receive our our updates and we send out events that we have we send out um, new information that comes down from legislation any news that SBA wants to get out to the community we use this email so it's 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 a pretty important it is, it is important because I'm part of that and I remember it, it, it appraised me about a grant that was available. And I did actually get a couple of small grants because my business was, you know, prevented from operating and really has been pretty, you know, injured by this thing called the Chinese virus. But I have had a great deal of support by SBA and other entities. So I, I'm, I'm a good example of how uh, I've been a beneficiary. So yeah. Mercedes, uh, got about 30 seconds left. Your contact information one last time. And thank your boss, uh, John Garcia, right? Yes, John Garcia. Great guy. Yeah. Uh, your contact information again, Mercedes Chavez. Uh, 505-248-8225. You can also email us at New Mexico underscore DO at SBA.gov. Thank you, Mercedes Chavez, uh, for being a guest. We'll have you back at some point in time. Thank you, Eddie Aragon. You're welcome. Great weekend. Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria.